Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, dear sweet angels. Welcome back to the podcast. We are at episode 138, which is kind of amazing in the front of it. Um, we've actually, it's funny because I just, I was in our, where we host our podcast and it says we have done 162 episodes. Oh my God. So like, even though it's 138, really, it's a lot because we had the body series and, yeah. you know, and that's where it's at and it'll come back in a different way and whatever way it looks like. Um, but yeah, so Vanessa, you know, kind of what are we going to share today? What are we going to do? Well, we're going to be fun. <laughs> but I mean, we're fun always, right? But like, you know, today I think that, that it'll be fun to kind of just, you know, t- talk about fun, talk about wins, talk about you know like the uplifting stuff that um you know sometimes gets lost in the shuffle like when we were trying to come up with with the topic you know it was like let's do something fun and then we were both kind of sitting here like what's fun you know (laughs) and it became really obvious that we needed to do this podcast right (laughs) i'm like huh how why is this so hard you know and i think it's because we we do get we we get very we're very serious you know, about helping people. I mean, that's just who we are. And we really are like wanting to dive deep and we're really wanting to bring it, you know, like emotionally, whatever, but like, we need that, we need to balance it. The Libra needs the balance, right? Like, and and it, it makes sense to kind of go over it and be like, all right, let's 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 bring some uplifting stuff in here and, and share about us, you know, more than anything. When we were talking about this, I thought, about the times that we did like my birth chart live and the time that we did uh grace's um love language live and you know just kind of like that exposure and how fun that was to like share us in like that fun way you know we share all the time i mean you hear pretty much everything about our lives but it's usually like in the context of that healing space and and sometimes in that like more of a heavier thing and hey man let's freaking talk about wins let's talk about excitement let's talk about fun and joy and like yeehaw because to be honest i could use it in our pre-game we have the i had the, <laughs> the 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 pleasure non-pleasure of being like girl i'm floating like i feel very much like things got fuzzy and i'm being forced to sit and i don't like it and i'm feeling very serious so <laughs> i'm feeling very serious about it and um, I want to be happy. So let's be happy. Yeah. I mean, th- is that not tool 101? Like when you're not feeling your best, to t- look at the things that bring you joy or that that you find comfort or kindness in? Like, that's like tool number one that I think that we all forget that when we're in a space of the transition and the I don't knows and the whatevers, it's like, let's seek that sense of like, okayness let's that connectivity to groundedness i mean it's kind of i think sometimes what as we learn to grow that's what we do because 
we need an anchor to anchor us when we're in the ethers. And that's sometimes it's the tangible joy and, and happiness and, or even just comfort we receive from things, you know, whatever that is and whatever. And here's the thing. Okay. I just want to say one thing. Cause that <laughs> in the tangent, cause and, and this is, this is what I've been down the rabbit hole of lately. And this is, you know, I don't know whether this is appropriate, but I, it's my, it's our podcast. We can do whatever. Our podcast can do so, um, in that, you know, I'm in this rabbit hole right now of, of taking back the, um, power of what food is and whether it's like, there's no food that is morally wrong or in like, like correct. There's no duality in food. Is there the idea of nutrient dense versus non-nutrient dense food? Sure. There's those conversations and I don't want to get into them because it's way too much for me to just talk about right now, but I'm taking back the power of the idea of food being good or bad and having a relationship with it in, in the context of, I wouldn't approach a person as they were good or bad. I would approach the person as there's information about that person. I need to know to understand my relationship with them. Right? So I have gone down the rabbit hole of understanding what is the information about this specific food that I need to understand so I can have a better relationship with it. The reason why I go here is because when I talk about comfort and the things that bring us comfort, food is my comfort. Mm -hmm. And we have been told that that's so bad and wrong and that food should not be your comfort food. It should not be a coping mechanism. And, And while we don't, we emotionally don't want to rely on only food, I feel that if food is your comfort and you're in a space that you're uncomfortable with because you're in the ethers or you don't know what the next step is or you're healing some grand thing, it's okay to seek food as comfort in the idea of the moderation, in the idea of I'm seeking this for comfort and I understand that I am. So how can I make the best decision to comfort me at the same time as respecting what my relationship is with that food? Well, you, as you were talking, all I could think about was like, wait a minute, like, and I don't know where I never, I never got this from where I was like, this actually does fit, right? Like, cause you were like, I'm going on a tangent. And I was like, no, no, no. Spirit is leading you toward where we like this, this belongs, <laughs> like this belongs. Because as you were talking, I thought, do we not like think of fancy food as a, a like happy comfort? <laughs> like we're like, like it just landed on me like in a very different way of being like um we do this in positive ways all the time it's the negative way that we're seeing it of being like okay because like if we're going to have a filet mignon we're super fancy and we're super wonderful and that is still a comfort food yeah but it's like a completely different energy that we're eating it with right Right. like because i'm like i am fucking feeling amazing right now and so when i take this to the face i am fancy and like, i'm whatever wealthy, you know? <laughs> worthy and prosperous and yeah those things that come with eating a very expensive meal or a good meal yeah yeah i was like it's still food dude like <laughs> if, you, if you eat cake you're eating too much there i'm, I'm right I'm unless it's somebody's shaving. freaking birthday and we're like me cake like yeah. Why are we not like shaming the comfort of that cake? No, 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 because we're using it as celebratory cake. Right. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Yeah. Shifting the narrative, right? Like shifting the narrative to being like, 
you know, I can be on this journey and I can use the word comfort interchangeably with something that's positive instead of this heavy, comforting, my terrible feelings, whatever. It's like, mm, 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 I'm just having an experience and I'm going to choose to use it as an uplifting experience. Yep. When I seek comfort and I can't find it in my other normal places, like a warm blanket, my favorite TV show, my cat, my friends, if I can't, if there's a certain level of comfort that I'm not getting from those things and my comfort is saying I need either mashed potatoes or a cookie, I'm going to go seek the mashed potato or cookie. Yeah, and it's the energy that we eat it with. Like if I'm savoring it and I am like, look at you loving on yourself, I'm probably not going to take it to the face for 15 minutes. I'm probably going to. Right. And here's, here's how that works. And this is, this is my win for like the month is that if you're in that space and you're allowing yourself and you're saying, you know what, you need that though. So you, you, I understand that this is an emotional component that you need soothing right now. And this is going to soothe you and it's okay. If you do that to yourself while you're eating, whatever it is you're, that's soothing you and your chances are you will stop needing that quicker than you would if you would sit there like you're fucking eating the bad things again oh my god you're so horrible for eating that you shouldn't be eating food to comfort and whatever whatever if you do that what are the chances you're going to continue to need comfort and seek that same food in comfort yeah i actually have a client who we did this with because i did it with myself of like shaming myself for eating so late at night and being like, you're not supposed to eat late at night, whatever. And like, do I know absolutely that there's a digestive system part of this? Absolutely. I get that. But I also know that the hours that I am awake and eating dinner at six and then being awake until two o'clock in the morning without eating any other food oh. is stupid, right? Like, so that 10 o'clock snack that I was having that I was like, you know, shaming myself on it was like, I need to give myself permission because it it's the time of day doesn't matter as much as my waking and fuel and that kind of thing. And I did this with a client where um, I was like, well, let's experiment with this being a positive thing for you. Let's experiment with you evaluating how many more hours you're going to be awake and what snack needs to keep you awake for that time. You know, like what your what your body needs to fuel you for the rest of that the rest of the time that you plan to be awake. And it was like a game changer. I remember I got like a message the next day that was like this is changing my life. <laughs> I'm just giving myself permission because I'm not being bad. And I was like, yeah, dude, I know because I had to do it myself. Like I very much feel your energy of having to be like no, you need it. Like, you're not doing this because you're misbehaving. You're doing this because your body's like, um, we haven't eaten in like five hours. <laughs> and you're asking a lot of me. And then <laughs> you're going to sleep something? for another, like, what, six to eight without food? Like, yeah, exactly. And so, but, but what ended up happening was shifting the choices, right? Because it became fuel versus, oh, I need something. Oh, you know, like, I need my midnight snack you know like and it came with this whole energy of like bad things happening at night like so then i would have bad you know like i it has to be ice cream you know like there are times where at 10 o'clock i would make myself like an omelet because <laughs> it was like well that's what i want <laughs> like i need i need you know i'm gonna be up for however late i don't know it was it, it just when you shift the energy of it and you and you decide to use it differently 
it really can be a big win because you're you're learning how to take the negative out of 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 something and turn it into something that makes you feel good and your relationship with the morality that people put on food is also different because i mean y'all know i'm not i don't crave a salad i love a salad but i don't crave them and i don't generally unless somebody else is making for them i don't choose to do that but when i did some internal shifting about my relationship with the idea of food and the idea of my self-punishing kind of ways there was emotional components all over the place attached to food Mm -hmm. and I noticed it more when I understood how I self-punish myself with food and with not eating good food and eating food that's not great for me. Um, I The whole trajectory shifted. Like, my chances are my dinners will consist of either a protein and veggies or protein and a, like a large salad. Like, not because I'm doing it to make an active choice, but because there's no charge around it anymore. There's no energy of the need to self-punish myself because of all the bad things I've done. So I'm gonna make myself eat something that's not healthy because there's a self-punishment component to it. Once I had this understanding of my own personal relationship with food, not everybody else's, mm-hmm. it was like this this kind of, this permission was taken off of the idea of how hard it is to eat well and it's not necessarily hard it's that it's hard to maneuver through my own emotional component around food that's the hard part that's the hard part yeah so anyways that that recent kind of discovery and win for me however that looks are there days i still eat the processed food and and like or food that when food that's processed not bad any meats processed because it's been it's not in its original state any food that's not in its original state is a processed food but there are food that are that are more processed than others that are not great and even those moments that i do that because i'm like dude sometimes i just want the annie's box macaroni and cheese with the white cheddar that's like i'm like okay so have it like whatever like there yeah. isn't such a charge around it but anyways starting it's out a win. it's We're a win starting off with a win these are wins we're doing it's, wins that's a win absolutely also, that's a huge win yeah, oh yeah believe me like it, it it is a big win and you know i think that you know when we're talking about two is our wins and what we're focused on and the things that we're geeking out on right now and that's it it's unlearning and learning new relationships with food my body understanding where my emotions are around my body like in a deeper way than i was before i mean you y'all know i've been on a body journey since like forever but I don't under this moment I've shifted into a deeper level of it into a way of not just surface level healing shit but I'm talking deep down internal like deep root systems of what my relationship was with exercise with food with my body really kind of going full in the rabbit hole of of look this I can't this is the surface stuff is not sustainable for me there's layers and i'm in a safe space where i have support i have people who love me i have therapists i have all the things and those of you who listen to the live on facebook the other day know that i'm on a rant about certain things but you know that's that's my current geek out moment like you know what is what is this food like what can it give me what simple things can i understand that 
you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like shifting the belief from, you know, it's good or bad to what are the components of each food that I need it to be more of like more fiber because fiber helps with blood sugar, you know, can I choose things that have more fiber rather than drinking fruit juices? Can I fruit eat? Can I eat the whole fruit? Because the fiber in the fruit help deal with the sugars in the fruit and it's less calorie dense. Like I'm in that rabbit hole right now of understanding food at its core versus food as what others have deemed as good or bad. Yeah. Love it. That's my rabbit hole. My <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Rabbit holes. I, it's funny because as you were talking, I was like, maybe we rename this podcast what we're geeking out on like <laughs> because again it's our podcast we can do whatever we want in the middle of it we can shift what we you know like we can do that because um you know we were talking before that that our three-year anniversary came and went and we are air signs and we're like oh well whenever that was we can talk about you know like what what has happened in the last three years for us and how the podcast has helped us shift and and and, and all that kind of stuff and like really the entire thing i feel like is what we geek out on you know what i mean like like we literally show up every week with like here's some shit we've been thinking about like and 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 go into it a little bit more but i i feel like again like we you know when i was thinking about those lives that we did like getting to know us is fun you know like i love watching things where it's like i get a live look in on like you know like when i watched the tony robbins i'm not your guru and i got to see like what he does in his life i was like woo! like i feel very voyeuristic you know like what do you do and and people have said that to me like about my social media like you know seeing what you're doing is kind of interesting because you know you think of like what your what your counselor is and then you see what their real life is and it's like wow you're just like a person yeah. who has knowledge that I'm looking for. And it's like, yes, exactly. Like, please come with that energy. I need you to come with that energy. So we get all the bullshit out of the way. There is no need for there to be a hierarchy here. So yeah, like what we're geeking out on, like what we're doing behind the scenes, how we get this stuff. I mean, I was on to speak to speaking of body stuff, histamine. I, I've been in this, I've done this before, but I went down the, the rabbit hole again, you know, of like, you know, just wanting to be like, what's going on in my body like something else is happening and i maybe missed some things and i just want to know some more stuff you know and like in an uplifting way right because it feels empowering the more information i have the happier i am because it, it's just like more ways to deal with stuff the more you know the more i know the easier life gets it feels like for me you know with the idea that you know there'll always be more to know but um, yeah, like I feel like, you know, reclaiming our bodies is, is, is a major theme for both of us in the yeah. last three years. So that coming up as like win number one, like on the, on the agenda, totally makes sense. I mean, I've reconnected with my body in a, in a way that I've never connected in my life. And that, you know, may be surprising to people because it, throughout most of my life nobody's ever i think thought of me having any kind of negative relationship with my body because it never has looked like i would or did because i've never really talked about it or like that's never been a concern that anybody's seen of me but i've come to the the realization that i have not been attached <laughs> to my body in a me and my body kind of way it's always been my body in this and my body in that and my body in whatever and what it can do in all these places 
versus like how, what it does for me. And um, so that's been, you know, that that's been a win for me too, to be able to be in a different space with it and, and to love it in a different way and to see it in a different way and to care for it in a different way and to feel just like good and curious and nurturing of it versus either indifferent or, you know, just kind of using it (laughs) to do something. Well, and I think that, you know, I mean, the dynamic of us and the dynamic of of our our partnership in an idea of like our body journeys. And, you know, we have both kind of ends of the spectrum. You're, you know, you're a relatively fit person who deals with a lot of kind of some food challenges and some discovery around that and about being healthy. You're, you're an athlete as well. So there's kind of this perspective of, you know, you have, and, and much more than that, there's a deeper level, but this is just surface level. And then you have my side who I'm very like, you know, struggled with my body and its size, struggled with my relationship with food, struggled with like, the chronic illness element of it you i mean we really kind of have all different spectrums of people who whatever they're facing so i think that that's you know sometimes when we're like when i look at people on the internet and i look or even in social media or if i look at people who are have an understanding of wellness and it's not that I seek people who have done the work to get thin or to be thin or to whatever, but to have an understanding around the challenges around that. And not from a perspective of wellness, from a perspective of this is my specialty, this is who I work with, I have understanding, I have empathy. Like when I found out that my PCP doctor was had formerly been a person of size and that she had been through a lot of the emotional gaslighting I get with doctors through all of that. Like the minute I found that out and the minute she kind of shared that with me to make me understand she understands, gave me the permission to like kind of show up fully in the appointments and say, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what I I need. And it I'm very fortunate to have had that. So you know, when I seek information, I seek information for people that that I feel have a connection to what I'm trying to understand. So that was my whole point. I mean, I said that in a really weird way. But that was my whole point, the idea of like the spectrum of knowledge and the spectrum of what we've learned. And we're not saying like, because we're not trying to push a product or push a narrative. We're just saying this is what we've discovered. This is our wins with our body. These are those things. And so yeah, love it yeah i love it i mean i really like as we're we're outlining it and everything i'm like who saw that coming not me for sure i I didn't see any of this coming i was i mean we were we were like pandemic like let's just help people stay alive like start a podcast so that people can like feel like they can exist on this earth (laughs) and it's like ooh, look how we got tricked Look how we got tricked into all of our own growth. (laughs) Little did we know, um, you know, three years of growth. Vanessa, would would you be, um, would you have, I mean, we've all had levels and stages of growth, but would you, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel since we've started this podcast, like I've had major growth, but I feel in the last three years, 
my growth trajectory has been like on speed. Like I almost feel like I'm going through realizations and understandings at a rate that I never have. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because A, I'm showing up, B, I'm sharing it with people and the universe is like, great, let's give you all the healing so you can share all the things you're learning right now. Oh, you want to be a conduit, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, because I think if you look at us at the start of pandemic in June, when we decided it was June 7th or 8th, and I'll never forget it because it was just before my birthday. I'm like, Vanessa, do you want to start a podcast? And you're like, yes. And I'm like, yay. And I remember where I was in that moment, the struggle I was in and, and how I was already struggling with so many things in my life. And it was overwhelming. And we kind of came at this from a space of like, dude, we have skills, we have things we can share, we can help make people feel connected and supported and kind of help them and give them what we have and, and the things that we have. And then, and I think through that narrative, because if you think about the idea of service, when you're being of service, whatever way that is, this podcast is to us a service yes. to, to bring what we are, what we have learned, what we've gained, the intuitive side of, of the things that we download, whether from spirit, from whomever. And we bring that all together into this beautiful package of, you know, this psychology type mind-based heart lensed stuff that when you're in service it's like the trajectory of what you are experiencing and the flow of it has it like pushes you into places to seek more to be more of service not realizing that the idea of service is benefiting you because you're learning more about yourself and about information and ideas and downloads and all the things that we're learning we grow along with it because we're seeking it to share it in some capacity not all of it but in a lot of capacity these experiences our heart is like give us this so we may share yeah and i think it's different because as you were talking about it i was like well i mean i've been doing that in my career forever because that's what i have to do right like right. I'm, I'm like forced i was forced to do it when i was licensed because it was like you can't you have to do your ces or else they're going to take your license away you know like <laughs> and so i would gain knowledge but i like didn't apply it you know what i mean it was just like book knowledge that it was like well if you come across this person you should throw this shit at them and it was like okay sure you know what i mean um but we have to use it. I mean, and that's the that's the thing about it is that like, it is not just gaining knowledge and spinning it out. We gain knowledge and use it right. because it's like a real time process of of that like that that conduit type thing. But we hold it for a moment <laughs> and kick it around and and show an entire process versus a you know literal just giving of information. And right. that's where I think like the 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 craziness of it is is that it did start as let's just give them the information that we have and then it turned more into like well we have some information but what more what more information is there and because it's coming from our hearts it's very much connected to us so oh like now we're gonna absorb this information (laughs) instead of just just the conduit part of it and that's why it's cool is because i feel like like always 
the universe has to trick me sometimes because things that are really hard, I'm great at avoiding. I am like the avoidance queen. I will sidestep. It is a dance uh, like that, you know, catch me if you can kind of thing. Like here goes the air, right? Like the air signs are like, catch me if you can. And the universe is like, I got something for you. <laughs> Let me show you how well I can catch you. Like Exactly. Like, okay, but you need this and you won't do it otherwise. So here we have to, you have to be tricked by the service part of it because you can connect to that. This is what you can connect to and you're going to get something from it too. And that's, what's going to keep it going. And I feel like that's what's kept it going because it's more than just the podcast. It's the connectivity that we have before the podcast. It's the growth that we've done personally, both on air and off that has th this accelerated thing when you said that it was almost like i watched it happen and i was like oh my god like warp speed because we started this five months before i got into what has ended up being like the most healing also hurt, 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 hurtful then healing relationship <laughs> of my life i needed to be able to be i needed this to be able to even be brave enough to do that and then the moving and then the and, the and it was like whoa i mean literally so many themes of my life that i have been running from <laughs> it was like well, now you're not gonna run because you're you have a responsibility that you have that you take very seriously and uh-huh trickery yeah. Oh, no, I know the, the spirit has to have subterfuge in order for me to get to do the things that I need to do. Like that time that I quit my job thinking I was going to move and my and spirit was like, no, you're not moving. I just needed you to quit your job. <laughs> Pardon me. Because because it was like, you need to know your worth and you need to be paid for it. So you need to quit the job because they're going to call you back and you're going to go back, but you're going to be paid properly for it. Right. And the only way you're going to quit your job is if we put this belief in your head. Yeah, that you're going to move, that you have to move. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you have no idea how many times this has happened in my life where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, same. And when you look back on it, you're like, oh. Yeah. But I don't know about you, but for me, when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, well, there were other signs. It didn't yes. have to be that hard, but I definitely made it that hard. Right. <laughs> Well, as with anything, but, you know, I, I'm this connection that, and I always, you know, I look at sometimes my connection to my relationships with people and, and I look at this podcast and I look at how both of us show up in such a way that for me, and this is me personally, you have your own trajectory through your life. But for me personally, this is the first time I've ever felt like I'm showing up as I am without the masks, without the, the subterfuge, without the, you know, all the things that I create, the facades that I create for people that I meet in person or that I've done other things or that I think I need to. Our intention was this was just to show up as who we are and to be here and to do create the magic that we create together. Because I thought because I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, I could create a podcast about X, Y, and Z that have nothing to do with what we're doing here. But I'm like, I don't know that the magic that I would have that I have here would be there. Like, there's, 
there's a balance that I think happens within our friendship, relationship, sistership, whatever, and, and that creates and that makes this such a dynamic space that I, I kind of am in awe of it very often. And I'm in a space of like, wow, okay, this is our authenticity. This is how we connect to it when we struggle to be in it in the world. Like this is how we connect to the truth of who we are in a way that, and share it with everybody in the fucking world because like. I know it's crazy when you actually think about like anybody, anybody can access these things. And I forget about it as soon as we leave the the studio, if you will. But if anybody were to throw something back at me, like, I heard you say, I'd be like, that is interesting. <laughs> Don't remember doing that. And, and okay. I will confirm, like, I've either grown from that or I still am that way. But that also, it also highlights how we operate from systems and beliefs and ideas in this moment and how we have changed and understood it in a deeper more complex way we have understanding of certain parts of it but we've also shifted certain parts of it to reflect how we've grown and changed and i think here's the thing the problem with it's not a problem but the struggle i see entrepreneurs having is that when your shtick is this it doesn't, they don't necessarily allow themselves the gift to grow within that information. Like if a person wrote a book on how to do something within like 30 days and that was their moneymaker, they get stuck in that space and they don't necessarily allow the growth of them. I mean, some do, which I think is fantastic, but some get stuck in the narrative of what they're trying to sell and show and they don't necessarily let themselves get out of that narrative and grow to the next level of information that they that they need to partake because this makes me money and therefore i need to stay here yeah and it's sad but i love and I'm not shaming them in any way. Understand this comes from a space of understanding and empathy for them because that's the struggle I have with being the, the X, Y, or Z labeling. That my- was always my worry yeah. of being like, you've got to pick a thing. And it was like, I can't pick a thing. I don't want to be a thing forever. And then I don't want to be inauthentic when I shift and I don't want to lose the audience. And I don't want to, you know, like become like whatever, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And so this, I think, is a perfect space to allow us to give all of you permission on how to allow yourself to evolve with your healing, like whatever that looks like. If you thought this way then and you've evolved into who you are now and the thoughts are different, the beliefs are different, it's like allowing yourself to change and not standing on the soapbox forever while it's trying to fall down and allow you to find a better soapbox. Like allow yourself that gift of changing your perspective, changing and having deeper understanding of what is happening and what you're getting. Because is that not, I mean, that's how we find our, out what makes us tick. I mean, we thought about, you know, talking about our joy, you know, when, when we were thinking about what to do with this podcast and it's like, you know, joy is subjective. The joy that I had three years ago is different vastly from what the joy I have now. 
because I have understanding. I have a new world of joy. Some things still are the same, but, and I'll share this example, which is not really relevant, but it's kind of relevant in that I used to be a true crime junkie, murder mystery junkie, loved it. It was my thing. It was partly like the things, the comfort and the, the thing I sought. And now I have a very hard time with watching any of that. And, and the reason is, is because I, because I'm working in deep trauma, because I have understanding of how I've been hurt and the things that have happened. And because I understand my relationship with those shows is, is like misery loves company, trauma loves people who are also in trauma. There's a part, there's a part of me that was like, not so much that I experienced what they experienced, but it was like a, a energy of traumatic relationship in, yeah. in like trauma bonding. <laughs> like, yeah, people don't even know. And because that the energy I'm in likes the energy that I'm in, yeah, it feels comfortable. I need <laughs> comfort. Comfort is, is that when we say misery love, loves company, we don't mean misery loves misery. We mean misery loves the comfort of not having to be something that you're not. So like if you're miserable and I'm miserable, I can breathe in my misery because I don't have to be something else. Right. Right. I don't act. Yeah. Like people think of it as like, you just want me to be miserable. Like, no, no, no. I seek out other misery because (laughs) I want to feel okay for a moment. I want to, for, for that moment, feel like, (sighs) yes. Yeah. And, and because of that, and now because of where I've come to the growth, the, the dealing, the healing that I've worked on, it doesn't feel comfortable to be in that space anymore. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, so the joy that I felt in watching those shows and watching all of my murder mystery shows, I, 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 I can't do it. I can't. There, there is a level of like, so funny. that's horrible. Like, I like, because I can feel the trauma of other, like the empathetic connection I have to those things. I can't do it. I have a hard time watching like nature shows when they show a lot of prey and predator stuff. I don't watch them. Mm -mm. I can't do that. Like I like show me like the beauty of them and show me like, you know, yeah, fine. Tell me that this is, I know it's, they're going to eat other animals. It's part of life, but I don't want to watch a baby something die. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. There's so many things I won't watch for that reason. Cause I'm like, I don't like how it feels. Like there's a reason why I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls and Parenthood and all these other things that are very happy because I like that. I don't want to see misery. I don't want to see, I, I mean, I used to watch like Law and Order SVU. I can't even watch that anymore because I just don't like the drama of it. It's heavy. It's like not the energy I want to be in, but I'm realizing like what you're saying is like, well, it's not the energy I'm in. <laughs> so like, I like seeks like and that's just the reality of it right like not just misery loves company but we love company like our energy loves same energy and so we will seek out same energy because it feels like a comfort level thing you know like i don't have to do anything differently and i feel like you know to to your original point about the you know the authenticity that we bring here i mean i laugh because i think about it and i'm like we're both the same way it's like we show up here and because we know that we 
have like a spiritual connection and we know that we have like a spiritual connection that we can open up at any time it's literally what we do we sit here and we basically channel and filter nothing and we don't filter it when we put it up it's just it, it is channeling whatever whether it's coming from our heart or from spirit we don't even know it just yeah. comes out and it's that's the that's authenticity right like when we think about authenticity i think a lot of people are like oh that means showing who you are and it's like yeah but if you're showing who you are as a label that's not always going to be true right because i could show up as a label yesterday and not show up as that label today and i'm authentic on both of those days you know it's not authenticity isn't about like oh well you can watch this and know who i am it's like on every day i'm just going to show up and we'll see what happens on that day. <laughs> That's where the authenticity comes in. And it is, it feels like it through that is where that has come from because we didn't, it, I, I'm willing to bet the first couple episodes, you can absolutely tell that we didn't know how we needed to show up here, that it was kind of like, this is who we are and this is what we know and this is whatever. And then probably you can see a progression of when we start to go, what feels like off the rails, but isn't, it's actually on the rails. <laughs> we actually literally synced up with the connection we have with ourselves and the question connection we have with spirit and heart and everything like that. And then just, that's what we do. We step into the space and that's what we do. And that's where the authenticity comes from. And that's how we, we're able to heal so many things so rapidly is because we've been in more time of that energy. That's the, that's the energy we're supposed to be getting into, right? When we're meditating and all that kind of stuff, but solo is different than with others. And yeah, yeah. so like that's been, I mean, super major. Like that's, I, I think honestly, it's why we don't care what's happening. I mean, today when you checked in, it was like, oh, we're number 22. It's like, woohoo, okay, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like we celebrate for a second and then we're like, okay. I mean, we're not getting anything from being number 22 other than that momentary, like, oh, some people are listening to us. Like, right. That's, cool. that's, the, that's the, like, I don't know what I want to say, but that's the excitement of it is that it's the idea that, oh, people are listening. People are getting and, and, or we are of service right right exactly exactly like there's people that are taking or receiving our service and receiving it in whatever capacity you don't necessarily have to like what we're saying or or agree with it to receive it but the idea that other people have sought it and that and when you're in channeling it's like you said the chaos like i we when you channel things like there is no there is no taming it there is no side of like ooh, i'm gonna only channel this no it's all or nothing like yeah. there is no meter on what you're bringing forth <laughs> exactly exactly which is no. why like i said i feel like there's probably things I've said, uh, not probably, I know there's things I've said that I don't remember that I have grown from, but I'm not dwelling on it. I'm not owning it for the rest of my life. Like even what I've said today, I'm not, I'm not planning on owning it for the rest of my life. If things shift and my perspective changes because I get different information, yeehaw, like good, for, good, good for me. Like I want that process to be out there. Good. You know, like if there's somebody out there who starts at one and gets to 138 and wants to point out all the discrepancies and all the uh what's that word people like to use hypocritical things of like well this is what you used to believe like bring it on you know what i mean because what you're gonna show me is my growth and i am into that like 
go ahead and try to hurt me with my growth. I'm just, yes, really. Show me how I thought I knew something and how I don't because I need to learn that more, right? Like, I don't know anything. Just be open. Let, let, allow the channel to teach you, you know, like freaking A. <laughs> and hopefully it gives, you know, our listeners, you guys, a permission to grow and change your mind and be a different human than you were. You don't have to, I know when we're starting out in a journey, because I did this too, where when we're healing, we sign on to like and identify with so many things and we use the labels and we stick to those labels. And then as we grow and those labels become like not appropriate or not applicable anymore, we tend to get worried because we're like, now who am I? And now what do I do? And oh my God, like, oh my God it's because you're ready to step into something that's not derived in a label. We are so, I say this all the time, we are so complex. We have so many facets of ourselves. I remember saying this to a person who came for a reading and um, her dad showed up, which is very rare for me to channel like someone else. Cause I, I think part of me purposely doesn't do it because I I'm very wary of that. But at the same time, at the end of it, she's like, any more messages? And I'm like, yeah, the gifts that you have are not your identity. They're only part of it. Mm. That we're all facets of something and we're not all just what or how we serve or the things that we do. I am not just a reader. I am not just a channel of angels. I am not just a person going through a body journey. I am not just a person with a chronic illness. I am all of those things, but I am none of those things. And that idea is, is that scary for people who are trying to figure themselves out. In the beginning, I had to identify as a healer. I had to identify as a person with a chronic illness. I had to identify because I didn't know who I was. Therefore, I had to create identities to help me feel secure enough to take the leap on my path of healing those things. But I have to understand as, as, I, as I learned and healed those things, I have to release the labels. I had to understand those are facets of me, but I am a human. I have skills, I have gifts, I have those things that I use, but I am not those things. It's like that in yoga, I used to, uh, one of the yoga people who do yoga for arthritis, she always says a poem after the end. And, and I said, she always used to say, um, I am my body, but I am not my body. Yeah. I have a body, I am not my body. I have emotions, I am not my emotions. I have whatever, I am not that. My I am identity is bigger than the, the 3D things that we categorize ourselves with. But understand is that if you're seeking that, there's a reason. And maybe that's your gateway into releasing those things. There's levels, but I hope that in our journey and, and, and what we do here and the changing and the shifting and the growing and the learning and the channeling and all the things, the, the, the bouquet of whatever we're bringing to this place gives you permission to go along with the ride with yourself and your own journey in a way that's not judgmental, in a way that's like accepting, oh, so I'm here in this part. Okay, so this, my current, movie in front of myself is my relationship with whatever my brain safety like whatever that is and that you give yourself permission to have softness and kindness and allowing yourself the journey because 
every part of the journey is important. Just like the parts we don't like. Like Vanessa and I were just talking today about parts we don't like of our journey. We're like, what the heck? We don't want this. Yeah. We don't like being here. But it's there's an undercurrent of understanding is that we're here for a reason, even if we don't know what that reason is. Yes. Even if we don't, we don't like it, that they're not all pleasant. Yes. Because that's not how I learn sometimes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And there was something that was in there. It's funny that you you had said it because I was like, it's part of um, a little bit of like an idea that I had today that that, because somebody had said something to me yesterday that triggered it in my mind of, you know, because they were talking about some something else that we were talking about and then they identified themselves and they said because i'm a psychic and then went into these all these other things about like what they didn't want and all that kind of stuff and i thought that's not why (laughs) and i didn't want to say that because i was like they did not pay me for therapy so and that's not what they're asking me for right now so you're just gonna let that slide but i thought about it a lot like because i was just like no that label and what you're saying don't actually match up but you're using you're hiding behind it you know and i thought i've definitely been there before you know like i have definitely hid behind the label you know because it was safer there you know like it gave me it it allowed me to give excuses to to do other things that were not healing and (laughs) like i'm now like the anti-label you know what i mean like it's almost like i i just am like oh god like i don't want you to label me because you're not like it will not help you understand what you're going to get because you don't like you need to understand that you never know what you're going to get and like that it's a good thing that it's um there's there's multifaceted that you get to be multifaceted that you know like that that the expectation that comes with label is so harming and like that is something that i'm so excited to have done for myself you know to but i mean it was a whole you know, whole negative journey, of course, I had to hate a bunch of labels first, in order to be like, well, you've been hiding behind them. It's probably why you hate them, because you have negative energy of what you've decided that that meant about you. And now you've got to free that up. But yeah, like through this, through this, this experience of of speaking and channeling and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's where this growth is at. It's why it's been so rapid i mean i don't when i like take a moment and think about pre-pandemic me because i'm just going to use that as because that's why we started the podcast and who i am today it's like if you had told me if you had shown me a snapshot of me i would have been like i don't think that that's possible I don't think so, right? Because I was so firm in my beliefs and my fears and my whatevers and, you know, all of that kind of stuff that, you know, I'm I'm super grateful that I've grown the way that I've grown. I'm super grateful for the way that things have shifted and those narratives that I've let go of, the biggest one being that one that you're talking about of like, I don't have to stick to anything. I can be air. It's like I was given permission to be the air that I am, you know, the air sign thing being like, well, that's how I feel. Like I'm not using it as as an excuse. It's who I am. And I need permission to be that. I need it to be beautiful. I need to allow it to be like a good thing instead of being flighty and instead of being, you know, unpredictable and instead of whatever, you know, like, because 
I, I understand now that what those people were doing to me was making me feel trapped and then I would run. And this was the cycle that I was in of wanting to be free, but then when trying to free myself, being thrown, feeling like I've been thrown back into a cage and then just never really knowing me because it's just been a run and chase cycle my whole life. Until it was like, sit your ass down, which I'm getting another dose of sit your ass down. And I do not <laughs> like it any more than I did before, but I am so grateful. I can't, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud and own it. I am so grateful that this time around is much lighter than last year because last year was the, the, the sit down to end all sit downs. And I, I don't ever want to do that again. It was so scary and painful so i will sit down today i will sit in this so that i don't have to do that um but it's all tied in to all this work that we've done and to me this is winning big time to be able to see this growth like i'm, I'm glad we decided to do this because it's really like like wild it is and you know i and i kind of want to reflect on the idea of how important it is for all of us to do this and, and not even just you know we do it on a yearly basis like new year's rolls around and we're like what was this last year about but look at you know kind of look at who you were pre-pandemic and some of you might feel like oh my god i'm so much worse off because i feel like my anxiety is higher my my depression is worse my you know, I feel like I'm on more medicine. I feel all these things. Here's here's my perspective of that because I struggle with that too. Because I don't know that I felt the level of depression I felt over the pandemic that I've ever been. The anxiety levels in me and the, the idea of my trauma response and all of that has been heightened. But here's why it's been heightened. Because my whole life I've used things like work and the things I have to do as a way to not connect with the parts of me that are suffering. And when you take all of that away and take away the idea of all the distraction that is in the world that I used in order not to look at parts of myself, it has caused me to sit with the parts of myself that are not okay at all. And so if, yes, there's parts of what happened is it causes us to have more anxiety and more depression, but consider this and maybe think about it and it could not apply and that's fine but maybe it's because we had to spend more time with ourselves alone or not alone that gave us room and time that we couldn't ignore the parts of us that are screaming for help yeah yeah and i feel that that's why all of that showed up for me there were parts of me that have been like trying to call out for help, begging for help and assistance and care. And I ignored it. I numbed it out. I avoided it. And when the pandemic hit and all of the process of that, it was like, guess what? You have nothing to distract you. You have watched all of Netflix. There's nothing left. Like you need to pay attention. And that's what happened. And that's why my depression seems so much worse. It's not to say that people didn't add on to it. I'm not saying that that's your case, but this is an example of mine. And I've realized is that I just gave space for it to show up. 
And I chose to, you know, that's why when I moved, I was out of therapy and that didn't go very well for a couple months. And so I, I was like, okay, that's the thing I need to find because that's my way of coping is therapy. And so when I went back to therapy, I was like, we're talking about things I've never talked about. We're exploring things. Things are showing up without even me looking for them. They're just showing up. And I'm like, what the what? And because they're showing up, I'm giving them the space to be healed and to be understood half the time. The parts of you that are upset, that are anxious, that are depressed, just want to be heard and validated and that's it. And then they kind of are just like riding in the backseat. They're not in the forefront of your car, of your narrative. Everything comes to tell you something, yeah. right? Like we, we only stress about the things that come to tell us something bad, right? Yeah. Like when happiness comes, we're not like, oh no, I better talk about this. You know, like I better figure out why this is here to tell me something, right? Because we're just like, hey man, nice. But like when something negative happens, you know, we're like, oh no, I need it to go away. And and, and we can literally just do the same thing. Like, why are you here? What are you here to say? Yeah. Because I just, you know, like every, every, every single thing is telling us something. If you're sad, it's telling you something. If you're happy, it's telling you something. If you're feeling joy, it's telling you something. If, you know, if you're feeling excited, it's telling you something. All of your feelings are just here to tell you stuff. And whether you decide to listen to them and use them to your advantage is up to you. We've just been trained again. Like it's the training that we have of like what to avoid because it's unpleasant for other people most of the time. You know what I mean? Like, don't be angry because other people don't like your anger or don't be sad because people don't know what to do with your sadness. And it's like, you know, think of thinking going way, way, way back, you know, before the modern society that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like you got your full range of emotions and you got to, you know, express yourself and, and, and it was fine. And there was no judgment because judgment didn't need to be happening. There was no, there just wasn't that, whatever we've created, I don't even know what to call it, that makes this such a big friggin' deal, you know, and then now we make everything a big friggin' deal. I make everything a big friggin' deal, you know, Um, (laughs) but yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just good. And, and the, 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 the pandemic, obviously, you know, doing what I do, I, I saw all kinds of people and all kinds of things that it did, but it, for across the board every single person that i saw whether it was their first time in counseling or their millionth time in counseling was that it was a big illuminating experience (laughs) lights were shined (laughs) and they were shined big (laughs) whether it again like to highlight what was really happening you know like the people it's so many and i'm one of the people that was like "Ooh, this is a little break (laughs) Like, I'm very excited about not having to do a lot of things. And it illuminated the overdoing. It illuminated the overgiving. It illuminated the spreading myself too thin. And then when it came time to come back, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, it, it, was, it created enough contrast within me that I allowed myself to not do it again because I don't want to be spread too thin. And I understood the contrast because it was there, you know, and the same thing, like the people that got more depressed, it was like, 
well, what have you been running from that you now, like the light is so, it's, it can only shine on that because the lights you tried to direct other places, now you, those, those are not an option now. But is it, is it bad feeling? Yes, but can we do something about it? Absolutely. Now that you have the time, now that you can give yourself the permission to really look at it, like let's harness this opportunity that was given you know, versus, you know, feeling like you have to drown in it. You don't have to drown in it. And it was, I mean, for a lot of people, I feel like it was, you know, that illuminating, but then we went back to it. And, and it's almost like not enough people got the, the message for themselves so so that they would take care of themselves post pandemic, you know? And, and I think that's why we saw it. Like, I mean, we're, we, we've seen, so much uproar and so much outrage and so much dissonance since that and i really think that has something to do with it you know just being like yo man like we we forgot we forgot and then the contrast created like some madness and i feel like it just went to a dark place and i wasn't supposed to that wasn't where i was trying to go <laughs> i was trying to go to the illumination i started it <laughs> yeah no no, no. I, I was t- i meant to go with the illumination of a positive thing because it was a positive thing for me it was a positive thing the amount of things that i had to sit with and be like okay and and it turned out good you know what I mean? It did turn out like happy for me to be able to be more in touch with myself and to be more understanding of myself. It was a good feeling, you know, like and and a relief feeling. Like, oh, like I don't have to be that. That makes me happy. <laughs> makes me so and, happy. And you know, and I do realize that there are some that are still like none of this was good. And I get it. And I understand that that is your experience. And I am not telling you, look for the bright side of things, you know, because that song, um, I don't know if anybody out there has ever watched Monty Python, the life, I think it's the life. What was it? The one where at the end, it's about, you know, the whole Jesus thing and him getting crucified. And at the end, they sing the song, look on the brighter side of life. Like that song, that song came into my head and I'm like, not everybody needs like it. You don't need to see the brighter side. It was shitty for so many and I get it. And I'm not trying to, you know, like tell you you're wrong or trying to make you find the silver lining. If it was shit, it was shit, you know, be in that and just know that that's not where we're at. But I, you know, I think the point is, is that we're often given times to see ourselves and be reflective of our, the truest, parts of us that we don't allow to surface often and when that happens often it can be hard and it can be difficult and sometimes it's great because there are parts of me that i'm reclaiming that i'm like oh i like that part of me but there are some parts that i'm like oh that's not so good um or that's not so it's not so fun let's just say (laughs) i don't want to say good or bad because there's no parts that are good or bad of me it's just not so sparkly well, yeah, sparkly. Not, not quite shiny. <laughs> um, it's flat but, paint, not glossy. <laughs> but when we have these moments of reflection and we have these moments of understanding as looking at our, even if you feel like I haven't grown, I don't feel happier. There are, there is, even no matter how micro or macro your, your evolution, your healing process, whatever that is, there have been moments you know, there are moments that that show and reflect where you've come from and how far you've come. 
And it is important to take moments and not just every year, but every couple of years, every moment, every stage. Like, you know, I, I look at my life as stages, like pre-marriage, marriage, post-marriage, pre-chronic illness, post-chronic illness. Like I look at everything in contrast because I wanna see the changes and the shifts. Look at the events in your life. If you've just had something happen and whether good or not good, look at the difference and look at the places you're in and even if you feel but i'm in a worse place i think it's okay to reframe it as i'm in a place that i'm more aware yeah of of where i'm at and sometimes it doesn't always feel great but it's a better place than being oblivious for some for some not all i mean the light shining is sometimes blinding and hurtful (laughs) right like the led high beams Yes. Oh my God. Like, no, no, no. And then other times it's a nice soft, like, Hey, look over here. (laughs) Look what I found. Right. Like, like, like in the attic, making discoveries that are wonderful. Like you forgot this piece of you and you love this piece of you, like pick it back up. You know, it's not always like (gasps) deer in headlights. Like, Oh no, 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 no. It is that, but you know, it's not all, all that. And we do get to choose. I mean, I feel like that's, that's the thing that the, that most people struggle with is that they're like it's not a choice and it's like what happens isn't a choice but we always have a choice of what we do with it we always do have a choice of what we do with it yes whether even if that's not doing anything it still becomes a choice of saying like i'm just gonna let that sit and be neutral you know and that that's where like our empowerment comes like the pandemic happened to all of us i mean it did happen but what we choose to carry and not carry with it is something that we really can shift if we decide that that it's not working for us and that's like awesome you know like to me that's awesome to be able to be like yeah man that sucked like so and if if all you did was endure it and now you're happier again then that is what we go with you know what I mean? right like of like i was suffering without social interaction and and it was horrible and it's like yes like validate that and then what we do with it, right? Like the, the thing that we do with it is find gratitude that it's done, right? And if that's the only thing we can do and that's how we shift it to put it into a different place, then that's what we do. You know, like we, we have the ability to not let things control us in a negative way. It's just, it feels overwhelming and hard. And, you know, I mean, I feel like we do show up every week trying to do that to, to show like, hey, like this, Things are not our favorite. <laughs> things are not like things that when they're happening to us and they are not okay, like we're not okay, but we always will have a choice of what to do when we're riding that wave and what to do when that wave is done. We do have that choice. Yeah, 100%. Well, okay, this was a all over kind of the place podcast, but here we are. And I hope that you're allowing and giving yourself permission to grow, to shift, to ride the flow, to be malleable, to come and go from beliefs, from understandings, but to allow yourself the process of wherever you're headed and the journey that you're on, whatever that is. Allow yourself to change, allow yourself to shift, allow yourself to be different than you were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. We, I, I'm gonna speak for myself, I know we are, but for me, I'm like deeply thankful of you being on this journey with us. 
I know that we're thankful that we have the people that are here that are receiving what we're giving, allowing us to do what we do. I mean, not that we need permission, but allowing us to be part of your life with what we do. It means so much and it is so the purpose of what we do. And whether we're showing contrast to you or whether we're assisting you on your journey, we're here for it. We thank you. We thank you for listening. We thank you for coming to our lives. Whatever way you interact with us, we thank you. And even those of you who are part of our lives, not in the Freud's Angels space, but outside of it, we're thankful for you too, because you support us in ways that we can continue to do this. So Vanessa, here's to another three years or however, however long we decide this is the magic we want to create. Yes. However long that is. Yes. For now, we're going to continue to do it. So that's right. <laughs> see you next week. And Lucky all of you listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we will continue to provide you with this beautiful entertainment and provide ourselves with this, this space that we've grown so much in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you to all of you. I appreciate all of you so very much. I will see you. We all will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody. If you need us, you know where to find us. Yeah. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.